Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Celebrity Stage Stories with Jerry Strauss. He is I, I am him. And of course, Celebrity Stage Stories is brought to you by Edge Magazine. Each issue of Edge explores a compelling cultural theme with an intriguing blend of essays, articles, interviews, artwork, photography, along with interviews with the biggest names in TV, movies, music, and more, like our guest here this week, of course. Visit Edge Magazine's website for free digital versions of the magazine, exclusive digital content, and more at edgemagonline.com. And follow them at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram today. As for today's episode of CSS, we have got a big one. Uh, you know we love it when we have someone on the show and, and we we kind of make a friend. And we love it even more when that friend comes back to visit us again. So we're so excited to welcome to the show uh, someone we've grown to, to enjoy and love seeing each and every week on the hit uh, runaway hit series for NBC Young Rock. Of course, she plays uh, Dwayne Johnson's Mama Atta Johnson. She is Stacy Lay Lewis. Stacy is here. How are you? I'm very good, thanks, Jerry, and glad to be back. You know, I'm so excited to have you. I mean, we just talked about this off the air, but you're you seem so happy, and you sound so clear. And like we were saying last time we spoke, you were like in a pandemic bunker somewhere <laughs> for for a couple of weeks. Um, and we were lucky just to be able to connect with you at all at that point because the world was insane and you get what you get. But now it's it's a whole new world and you look and you sound great. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you just for that reason. <laughs> yes, thank you. I think, yeah, last time we talked, I was in an MIQ room back. I was back in Auckland, but I still hadn't um, been able to get out and, you know, see my family and get back to life. And so that's, I think that that's the difference um, now. Um, season two has come out and I think I've been home for maybe uh, maybe two months or something like that. And so, you know, I'm just back to living life and um, clearly that's coming through and <laughs> in my smile. So, yeah. Yeah. It, we're going to talk about it because I think a lot of us who, who follow the TV world, we kind of have a handle on how things go. Like when, when a season of a show is filmed domestically, you know, it's, it's usually a couple of months ahead of when we see it on TV. And we kind of know the schedule of when people are making the shows that we love, but it's such a different scenario for you. And we've got questions about it. So we're going to get there. This week is all about, well, obviously it's all about you. And uh, we're excited to have you back. But it's also about all the listeners of our show and all the fans of, of yourself and Young Rock who responded to our call on social media. We said, Stacy's coming back and uh, we want you guys to host the show, basically. So we want your questions. We want to know what you want to know about Stacy, what you want to know about this show, the Young Rock, that that has become sort of a sitcom staple for us every week. So, I mean, we're very excited. I think um, we've had about five episodes of season two air thus far uh, at the time that we're recording this. And it just feels so right to have it be destination TV each and every week. Are you getting, like, do you feel that feedback through social media as people are starting to actually get to see these episodes that you, that you created? Yeah, definitely. Every... Every episode that goes up each week, um, you know, obviously I'm tuning in live and watching, but then I'll also be sort of flicking over. It's mainly Twitter and I'm seeing the comments from people who are watching and the feedback. And it's just, um, it's just awesome to, I think the 
the biggest change for this year is obviously there's been a lot more wrestling. So you see a lot of wrestling fans come out and the comments that they make in terms of, um, you know, it's about the casting being spot on and um, the portrayal of these characters and um, I guess little tiny kind of Easter eggs and things that the general kind of fan base may not be aware of, but these guys are picking up on those little details and that's what I've really tuned into with this season and um that's the part that i'm really enjoying the most i think yeah it's really interesting to me because you've got this mainstream star and his life that this show is inherently about and dwayne johnson much like a lot of his career he doesn't really have to lean into the wrestling side of what he's done that's a pretty specific audience but because he's such a you know i guess he has so much star power that he's able to do that simply because there's a passion there for it, and he's pulling the show towards wrestling, and it's just driving the wrestling fans like insane. I think you you know you spoke about little Easter eggs and such, which is something you see in 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 Marvel movies and Star Wars and things like that. But wrestling has its own rabid fan base, and I you know I got to tell you, I'm so excited in all this social media hubbub of people sending in questions here. I the most exciting thing that I received. I got a follow from uh, Bowie Walton, who played oh. little Roman Reigns a couple weeks ago on the show. And at first, I'm like, wait, this kid is really young to have his own social media account. But I don't care, man, because little Roman Reigns, um, who I, I referenced on Twitter when I put out the, the call for this, but he actually was cool enough to uh, to follow me and to like my, my post. And, uh, yeah, they, they put out that Easter egg of uh, – of, Dwayne that was uh you know Dwayne on the crux of training to be a pro wrestler being challenged to wrestle in the living room by his tiny little cousin Joe who would go on to be the future Roman Reigns and just that comment of uh yeah no this this doesn't happen here this is big enough that this has to happen at a Wrestlemania in a year when it's so rumored that March 2023, in front of 80,000 people, um, WrestleMania next year is going to be Dwayne Johnson against Roman Reigns. That's It's insane that your show is feeding into this WWE world and making it another Marvel, making it another Star Wars and lighting s social media on fire. Oh, definitely. That, um, that reference, uh, the acknowledge me moment, like going and having a look on Twitter at that, like people were just going crazy, all the comments, like, wait, what did they just, oh my gosh, I can't believe, da, 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 you know, and it's, that was, it was really cool that, um, that the show can kind of have that sort of impact and cross-reference to something that's, it's a generational kind of um, iconic event, you know, and that's, that's awesome. It's really, and, and, you know, it's great. I mean, as a wrestling fan, there's so much for me, but there's so much just for, you know, people who want a good comedy or people who want a good story about a family because we've seen so much of that and it's evolved, I think, so much from season one to where we are now and, like, we're seeing so much going on. Uh, we've got so many questions about everything we're talking about, so I want to get to them because people want answers. Um, and for all of you checking this out, if you submitted a question, I had to do a lot of consolidating here. A lot of you sent in questions. A lot of you sent in very similar questions. So we're going to try to shout you out um, on a, when we post the shows. 
Um, but we're going to just kind of bust through all the different topics and hopefully we're going to, we're going to find out exactly what you were looking to discover in this conversation. So you guys are all part of this. Thank you all for participating. Uh, the first question, and this is a good place to start. How has making season two, how was it different procedurally than season one? Because in season one, I mean, you're just figuring out how to make this show again, deeper in the middle of a pandemic. You're out there in, in, um, was it filmed in uh, New Zealand? The no, Australia. So season Australia. one okay. was filmed in um, primarily in Brisbane, um, Australia, in Queensland, Australia. So primarily Brisbane was where the studio was based, but we also did, did a bit of sort of location stuff around and in the Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. And it's so, I mean, even beyond that and even beyond the fact that there's a pandemic going on, like it's, it's just inherently a fragmented thing because of course you've got the scenes of, I want to say present day, but it's actually in the future of Dwayne himself uh, running for president and his scenes with Randall Park and that whole crew. And then it's the three different uh, time periods that you're a part of uh, with Rock as, as a child, as a teenager, and then as a young adult uh, with different people involved in each one. But you, one of the constants there. So what was the procedure like again going back to last season and has did it really change when you came back for season two um i would say that um and i can't remember whether we touched on this um in our last chat but i was very new to i come from a theater background so coming into season one was a real um very steep and quick learning curve in terms of working on screen like that um in studios and uh, all the cameras <laughs> so it's like something i had to kind of get used to right. um very quickly and that was one change i found for myself probably the main change is i just felt so much more um relaxed coming into season two because i was very familiar with how things went like literally um calls that were being made by crew or think i'd have to last season i was asking people like Hey, what does that mean when they <laughs> say, you know, da, 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 or whatever it was? Um, so I've, I found that generally that makes me um, just kind of feel relaxed so that I can be more in the moment with the acting without trying to constantly be like, okay, talk, talk myself down to like a place of calm so that I can do the job. It was, um, I think, coming into it this season, I definitely felt that I was already at a certain level with that. So um, that was good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I read a comment over the last day or two from uh, the gentleman who plays Rocky Johnson, Joseph Lee Anderson, and he talked about how he was very nervous starting this role because it was his first regular series role and how it took a certain number of episodes for him to really be able to relax and kind of lean into like who the who Rocky was, really trying to create this character. Was there a point where you were able to kind of feel yourself go from I'm just trying to keep my head above water to let's dive in and really have some fun with this. Yeah. And I, and again, I, I think that definitely comes with um, the sense of just general kind of being able to be relaxed so you can connect properly with your other actors, but also, um, you know, season one and remembering that we're doing this through COVID. So there was no kind of, group table reads or rehearsal. I mean, I think I, we sat down for one kind of read together with Natch, um, but, you know, then we're sort of straight into it. So it almost felt like we were kind of forming those relationships and getting to know each other uh, in the early days of filming. Whereas 
you know, fast forward a year and we're all friends and everyone sort of loves each other and it's like a big family. So you naturally, you know, I couldn't find myself in a scene with Joseph or one of the boys and just feeling like, oh, just feel so relaxed because I feel like I actually have a genuine relationship with you in real life. So it doesn't, you know, not that it's forced, but if you don't have that, you, you're kind of calling on other things in your performance to uh, generate that on screen. And it's really nice having and forming those relationships off screen so that it just feels a bit more um, genuine. And I think, and you know, the, the feedback that comes from audiences in terms of like the family dynamic and the chemistry has just been really nice to kind of affirm that. So, yeah. Cool. cool. Uh, now, what was the gap between, and again, because we don't really have a sense maybe as tightly as, as when the pieces of this show are created versus, you know, things we have more of a handle on domestically. I'm talking about here in the United States, but how long was it between filming season one and then filming season two for you? Uh, it ends up being about seven months. I think we finished filming uh, season one in February. And then I came back to New Zealand and then we leave again um, in September. But bear in mind that we've, we, uh, you know, for season two, we had the quarantine still in place to go to Australia. So mm -hmm. there's always the two weeks of sort of, um, you know, being in prison and then you can get out <laughs> and actually start filming maybe the beginning of October, I think it was. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and look, these questions, no rhyme or reason to the order as well. So I'll <laughs> warn you there. It's the, it's just welcome to the chaos in my head. Um, the relationship between Atta and Rocky is something that I think we're kind of honing in on more this season, the ups and the downs. Um, and I know that we are on the cusp of seeing an episode where we're going to kind of go back and find out, uh, how perhaps how they met, um, and see some of the, kind of the beginning of that relationship. But from what you could tell us now, without spoiling anything that we're going to see ahead of time, what do you think it is it? about sort of the yin and yang of that relationship, the essence of, of each of you that made them such a good pair for a time because they're so different in the way they approach almost everything. <laughs> but yet there is really truly this strong bond that we see as well at times. So what do you think is is it that kind of brings them together when, when uh, they are? I think... Um... You know, they come from the same world and there was a line that um, Atta said, you know, in the, in the, I think it was in, maybe it was last week's episode um, when they were talking about Dwayne going into his uh, wrestling journey yes. and she says that wrestling's, wrestling's in his blood from my side and yours. And it's such a, um, I guess it's such a, it's, well, the world of the wrestling, the wrestling world is, is very, um, you know it's exciting but it's so it's so um there's just all these characters and it's oh god how do i you know it's it's almost like being an actor in a way like i think about um my own partner who's also an actor mm -hmm. and the world that you live in can sometimes be a bit like this and so you speak the same language and you understand certain things and i think a lot of that was what kind of held them in there so yeah. She grew up with a father who was a wrestler. Her mum was a promoter. So she grew up in that world. And then Rocky's a part of that world. So that just fits in nicely. And so as time goes, and obviously with the arrival of Dewey, they have another common thing that holds them together. And they both really, really love him. 
in their own different ways. But I think that that's one thing that um, does hold them together always is that they, they want what's best for him. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe, you know, as he gets older and he can kind of find his way in the world, you've, you've got these two people who <laughs> sort of realize that like, oh, okay, there's these other, you know, things in our life that are impacting us. We don't have any money or the stresses of, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, when that's when the sort of cracks begin to show, but it, I would say it's kind of that they come, they come from the same world and they speak the same language. And, uh, especially when Rocky is kind of at, you know, we see in the Hawaii days that he's really at the height of his fame and it's, it's kind of like this intoxicating sort of situation that they, that they live in and everyone's looking at them like this power couple. And it's, you know, it's, it's sort of that. I think it's a, a mix of those kinds of things. Gotcha. Okay. Um, now this plays into it a little bit, I think, but, uh, and again, without spoilers, I know there's still a lot to come even in this season and hopefully, hopefully many more. Um, but without it, giving anything fundamental away, how would you say so far from what we've seen that Ata has changed fundamentally throughout each of the three eras we've seen her from what we've seen so far? Like, how do you approach playing her just a little bit inherently different from, from uh you know within the three eras as she gets a little bit older um i would actually say fundamentally she doesn't change mm. it's the it's the world around her that you know like we touched on before um the sort of i guess peripheral things like the financial strains or um you know what in i'm just like what have we seen and what haven't we seen <laughs> But like, you know, what, what sort of happens with her mom, that's going to take a bit of a toll. Um, you know, the world that Rocky thrives in, um, but to the point where he's kind of on the road and things like that. But I've always sort of said with Utter at the core of it, and, and especially in terms of the show, is about the relationship and love that she has for her son. And so that being the driving force for me, never changes, right from Hawaii all the way through to Tampa as a young adult. She's still, you know, we've seen her sending the care packages and calling him all the time and make sure you're okay and all that sort of stuff. And um, I think fundamentally she's always that mum who loves her son and will do anything for him and wants to provide the best for him. And at the beginning, I think we see with Hawaii and with the money and fame and things, it's kind of easy to do that and ride this wave and look at this cool stuff that we've got and we're rich now and we don't eat, you know, we, we don't <laughs> eat those kinds of potato chips or whatever that scene was. Right. Um, but that still is the same for her when we go to Nashville and you've seen those hard times. And I love the scenes that I have with Bradley in that time period because we see the exterior world kind of testing what that is, but utter... Mm -hmm is still that woman, she's still that mother who wants to keep her son on the straight and narrow because now we started to shoplift or like be, you know, chasing the girls and she has to kind of bring them in line. And so it's it's a different way of doing that, but it's still fundamentally the same mother who loves her son and just wants the best for him. So I, I will say going back to, you know, what you mentioned before about maybe seeing some cracks here and there in the relationship, um, the, the episode that you mentioned earlier from a week or two ago where Dwayne first decides he's going to become a professional wrestler, I absolutely love the one moment where, uh, you know, he asks Rocky to train him. Rocky refuses before reluctantly agreeing and you take him into this room and, and you, you like, 
you just kind of bust in and you're just like, Hey man. And he's like, Hey man. And <laughs> I love that because to me, that is like maybe a very, very subtle way that, that your character has fundamentally changed within that relationship. And that well, I feel like in the younger days, it's very much, you're doing a lot of covering up for him and being very understanding of, you know, all the stuff that Rocky would constantly kind of do to make your life uh, interesting, <laughs> so to speak. But it feels like there's a little bit of a loss of patience by the time we get to that period of your life. And I just yeah. love that because it's earned. I mean, who could blame you for being a little short at times um, with everything that he tries to get over and, you know, working the gimmick and such, so to speak. So I love that moment. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, that was a very fun scene to film. I mean, all that, the, I quite enjoy the dramatic, moments because uh it's a comedy and so we get a lot of the um the funny stuff or the sort of nice heartwarming things but every now and then we'll get a scene that's written um you know but it's the thing i love about that scene is that again genius writers who they make us laugh by the end with the you know the comments about oh i, I changed his diapers and she's like you changed his what now or you know it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm just with the sense of like oh you know haha and like we we love them as a as a couple and they work so well together, but it's still bringing home that message of, um, you know, the, them kind of, I guess, but butting heads a little bit with that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to your knowledge, and this is something that I would imagine has to come up in different conversations throughout your time making both seasons. How important is accuracy as far as, I'm, as far as relation, uh, you know, relating to Dwayne's actual life, like, is there a lot of back and forth about minute details or, you know, this didn't happen this way, it happened this way, or I wouldn't have worn this, I wore that. Like, how how fine is the attention to those details? Um, I would say that's not really my department. <laughs> okay. I think those are the conversations that um, obviously the writers and Natch and the execs are having directly with Dwayne and then that gets kind of fed to us and so we're definitely out asking the questions every now and then and um I think I've touched on this before that there's been times that you know we've got Brian Gowitz there with us on the on the ground and um I'll be asking him did this really happen and you think it's made up and, go, and he's like yep yep this is a true story and we're like what so you know there's a it's a really um I think yeah I think um audiences would be surprised to actually know what was true and what was kind of embellished on. Um, but again, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a tonal thing. Like Dwayne um, has touched on himself about the struggles uh, that they went through and especially with relation to Atta and, um, you know, the, the very real kind of moments of, um, yeah, just, I guess, struggle and pain that they went through as a family, her as a, as an individual and, in terms of the show, they have to kind of stay true to that, you know, but not, you know, we can't have, you know, big sort of scenes of like the reality of it because it has to sort of fit the, I guess, the the mold of what the show is. So I feel like um, a lot of the times it's taking the, uh, whether it be the, like the, the core message or the feeling from a moment or a story and then writing the scene around that, um, you know, we, we saw the um, the eruption that sort of happened uh, out of the car in, you know, Nashville. And um, for anyone who knows that story about utter, 
you know getting out of the car and walking it was a, it was a lot more than that but the it has to sort of fit in um yeah. i guess that yeah the, the frame of the show so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well to i mean to your point also is to fit the frame of a show like this there has to be a certain amount of comedy involved in everything and uh, some some jokiness and i mean you know it's, it's a hilarious show um <laughs> even beyond all the heart and all the emotion and staying true to the the drama in, in this story as much as as much as they can but i think it's also a testament to the fact that they assemble the team a cast all of you guys that are all i mean at this point you've all proven capable of being able to be hilarious on this show and also being able to pull off these emotional dramatic moments like it's an entirely um a flexible show that can go in any direction at any time and everyone is capable of uh of pulling it off and making it seem really credible so i think that's i think that's why we keep coming back every week because you never know exactly what you're going to get or even which part of the story you're going to get but you know it's going to be good yeah no i'd have to agree with you on that it's, um, <laughs> definitely it keeps you on your toes as an actor and then as you're watching the show it's just um it just keeps the show being really interesting. It's like a roller coaster, you know? Um, yeah. And it's, it's great to watch great TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on. We got more of these here. Uh, so your character, Atta going back to the beginning. And I, I'm, I'm, I think we talked about this a little bit last time, but uh, how familiar were you with her you know, beforehand and then, you know, doing research, how was your take on who she was as a person and how you would portray her? How was that crafted? Um, yeah, the, I think we did, we, we did touch on this last time. And I, um, said that after, um, I had been cast, we had a zoom call. So I got to sit and talk with, um, DJ and Atta for maybe about an hour and um, that conversation is um, one that I always keep coming back to and watching um, it, it was I, I guess I was very aware I mean obviously you're, pay, you're playing a real person and and um, that person is very alive and <laughs> and also visible in the world <laughs> and um, watching you watching, and watching you on TV you, every exactly. week um, <laughs> you know so all those things of course come into play and I didn't want to um, get into sort of um, like a car, like a copy of her, because I I I kind of think that's a it's a little bit. Well, sorry, <laughs> I keep jumping. The thing for me was that was remembering as well that Utter is not the central character. The central character is Dwayne. So going, I guess, forming the character and thinking what is the role that she plays in relation to Dwayne, and like we've said before, she's. Um, you know, his mother, she provides the heart of the storytelling. And um, I guess it was always that um, kind of supportive force that's there and encouraging him and keeping him on this path to hopefully success. Um, watching her in this video, tuning into Dwayne's um, social media, where he quite often will post videos of her, um, getting a sense of uh, I guess like her energy, the way she talked, um, mannerisms, her relationship with Dwayne in terms of how she is with him. She's very tactile. He quite often will come in for a hug or she still will, will like kiss him on his forehead or, you know, and he's like, I think 50 or something. And those little things are just all 
um, nice little, um, I guess, markers to hold on to when you're kind of crafting a performance. And then, then you've got, you know, the relationship with um, Joe as Rocky and, and how he's crafted that character. And like I said, we didn't really have much time before getting into filming to kind of bond with each other in that way. So it was kind of um, trying to get, get through that in the scenes. I mean, she's a, she's a Samoan woman. She's a mother. And she reminds me a lot of um, women in my life that I've grown up with. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I always kind of say it's a, it's a bit of a melting pot of like all of those things when putting the character uh, together, but I didn't want to, um, I guess, try and copy the person that she was exactly. You know, it was more about the um, the essence of who she was as a as, who she is as a as a mum as a woman. You know, do you um do, you you mentioned the conversation that you had with her and and with with Dwayne? Do you get any direct? Uh, requests from her when you're talking with her hey make sure you do this because this is how i do this is does she, nothing no, like that goodness. <laughs> um no not specific things i think we um there were a lot of similarities um in our uh kind of life stories as mothers um that i was able to relate to because you know when she was sort of talking about, um, I guess, yeah, like we talked about the struggles and things, and there was a, a period in my life that I was a sole parent. So a lot of the things she'd talk about, I'm like, yep, yeah, I know exactly how that feels. I did exactly that same thing only a few years ago, you know? So it's also kind of drawing on that. And I think when you've got these scenes of, there was, there was a scene in um, season one that I always come back to, again, with Bradley, it's that that time period I find quite interesting because it was, there's a shift there in the dynamics of the relationship. And um, it was when she finds out that he's been stealing and they sit down on the couch and she talks to him, you know, kind of straight as an adult, you know, this yeah. is kind of what we need to do. And um, yeah, I always just, I go back to that scene and um, I've lost what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we, we're talking. We're talking about you know about, about being Atta, crafting crafting Atta. You know, being evolving as to how you're portraying her. And yeah, I mean, going back to that scene, and I guess maybe relating that to what you guys talked about as parents. Yeah, and in that um, in that Zoom call that we had, you know, without kind of going into detail, but there were moments that we were we were crying over things and laughing over things, and um, that sort of stuff is something that I guess I always come back to. I, I get the scripts and I'm reading through, and it's kind of going, okay, this is this is sort of where we're at, and yep, there's the comedy bit, and here's the the sort of jokey stuff, but behind it, it's always going back to that conversation and going, okay, this is the time in her life when sort of these things were happening. So how would she have been feeling? And we know kind of what happens in the past and in the future. So it's, it's kind of like a big mix of all of that sort of stuff that makes sense. Oh, I'm really not going to answer this question. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's, it, it makes sense. You're, you know, true, true she was artist. enough to, she, to, to not be, um, you know, oh, I wouldn't do that. We don't do this. Or uh, she, it was, she just kind of allowed us to do the thing. And then um, I remember after season one, she sent a, a video message to us and um, 
just mm -hmm. thanking us for the portrayal of uh, herself and her family and um, just sort of how spot on it was. And that mm -hmm. for me was, um, you know, it was just, those are the people that you care about. That's what I, you want to hear that feedback from her and from Dwayne. And then you go, okay, cool. We're on the right track and continue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, nobody better to evaluate, right? <laughs> oh, exactly. Um, now this is, this is a off topic, but were you a wrestling fan at all before young rock came into your life? No. <laughs> so this is quite a way. I, I mean, especially this season, uh, as you said, a lot more wrestling this season. Um, and I know you were there for, you know, it, it, that episode where Dwayne starts training to be a wrestler. You were there and part of those scenes where you're filming he and Rocky training in the boxing ring and such. Uh, that had to be, uh, I'd imagine, a bit of an eye-opening experience for you because I feel like they must have been going through a lot of stuff for a long period of time just to get that little bit of uh, bit of footage, right? Yeah, I, I mean, even before that, like season one, I remember, um, uh, I forgot the name of it, but the the big wrestling match where they were kind of piled on Andre and, and watching that. A battle royal, yep. Yeah, battle royal, that's it. We mm -hmm. filmed that over maybe two days, and I, th and I feel like that was um, probably the first time I'd kind of seen all the boys in action. Mm -hmm. And that moment was the eye-opening moment for me because watching – the actors who didn't, who didn't have stunt doubles, like they, these boys are just doing it all themselves for two uh, days and watching what they were doing. And they had, you know, Chavo Guerrero as the um, wrestling coordinator, just watching them. And like, it's, um, I'd, ne I'd never kind of gone, oh, it's, it's not real, it's fake. But you just sort of go, oh, it's kind of coordinated or maybe they do this or maybe they sort of do that. And all of that kind of thought went out the window watching them do it. I was like, no, nah, this is for real these guys are amazing and these are um and these are actors who who are sort of doing it you know there's no no one there who's kind of done this for years and years these guys are doing it themselves jumping off the ropes throwing their bodies on the thing and you'd see it they'd have bruises that some of them would sort of get grazes every now and then i'm just like sure. that's incredible rolling out of the rope falling on the ground and again and again and again it's just like watching joseph do his <laughs> do that sidekick uh, thing that rocky does like mm -hmm. that amazing the height that he gets like it's that was the moment for me that i just I, I was like yeah this is um definitely for real and it's incredible and like hats off to each and every one of those boys for doing that because i couldn't <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's amazing and and you know wrestling fans are familiar with with chavo guerrero and and the work you know his wrestling career but also he him he was a big part of the netflix hit glow and he's got this whole second half of his career this reputation for being the kind of hollywood stunt guy behind all these wrestling related product projects where it's not like hokey stuff that you know they're just kind of getting away with just to get something inside a ring like he is having these these uh actors wrestle like do real moves and it's like this very advanced realistic the, t the type of wrestling and physicality that you'd see on tv and it's uh it's really cool it's really um satisfying for a wrestling fan to be able to see wrestling portrayed on a tv show like young rock the way wrestling actually is and kudos to to all the actors um for being a part of it because they're the ones who have to get in there as you said and take the bruises and and learn how to do all this stuff the right way because that's the standard now 
that's right. And um, watching Chavo work with the boys and having to sometimes change things, you know, in the moment and sort of change angles or whatever it is. And he just sort of does it seamlessly. And then he'll kind of demonstrate something. And, you know, he's wearing jeans. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, I just could do this, you know, change things around. Just sort of sitting there watching us going, wow, it's, um, yeah, it, it's amazing to watch. You know, this next question is something you already touched on, the idea of creating this sense of family among your family. And I'm going to extend that and say it's not just between, you know, the few of you who actually portray family, but just that overwhelming sense of family and community with um, your mom on the show, with all the wrestlers, because that, too, is clearly a community and a, and a family Um what do you guys do beyond just the experience of acting and working together? Is there anything that your cast has done over this period of time to kind of build that rapport and build that feeling of closeness among you? Uh, I mean, just, just hanging out. I think because there's such a, especially for season two, there's such a big cast. Um, you know, people find, sort of find their pockets of, um, friends or whatever it is and it's just it's hanging out it's going to out to dinner we usually have some kind of chat group where you know put things in there and who wants to go out for dinner tonight I'm going down to the da 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 place and you know maybe five or six of us will go yeah keen and go and do that um I think there's there's sort of definitely something to be said for um filming in a pandemic where you kind of you can't go home yeah <laughs> um so for two years now every time we film we're all put here and then we're sort of stuck there until we're finished and people come and go you know depending on the size of their role mm -hmm. um but while you're but yeah while you're there um and I, I i think i mean i always sort of feel a sense of um i i guess it's a responsibility to um kind of hold that space in a family sense and this may be a, a Samoan values uh, kind of thing or maybe it's a New Zealand thing I'm not too sure but being a, an established role in the show and then coming back in for season two I was just very um, aware of kind of uh, as much as I could anyway being welcoming or talking to anyone if we were sort of in the makeup trailer or seeing new people on set go and introduce yourself and da da and by the end of filming, a lot of the new faces that we had on would talk about, um, you know, this job and being part of here, part of this crew and the set is one of the best experiences that they've had. And these are guys who have been working in the industry for 20 plus years. And that um, was really special to me because I, I don't, I don't know, I just, I kind of, um, I feel a sense of uh, responsibility to Dwayne and Atta to be like that if that makes sense like I want to hold this space for people to come into work um so that it's a, it's a really nice environment to be in and we're creating the show that everyone loves to be a part of as opposed to you know you hear some horror stories and I'm like why would people want to be like that like don't we all want to be friends and family and and I yeah I think that that's um a huge part of it is everyone kind of buying into that vibe and this goes for the crew as well and we've had we've had new crew and working with us this year and everyone's just been awesome and i think that's the collective kind of vibe is that everyone knows that this is how we roll with young rock and it's just nice 
And it's so weird as a viewer, and, and you may be able to speak to it differently as a performer, but I feel as just a fan of TV that you can feel that when you're watching a show, you can feel just like this sense of people being comfortable with each other and having fun. And, you know, maybe we're all crazy, but I, I, I honestly feel that there are times when when you kind of just get those vibes and it makes you feel comfortable watching them. And and Young Rock is certainly a show that that very much exudes that. Um, you talked about some of the things that you had in common in your personal life with Ada. Um, what are some things about the character or one or two main things that jump out you uh, that jump out at you that make you very different from her or vice versa? Uh, well, I always go back to season one and the singing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Singing and the ukulele. Uh, yeah, that was um, definitely something that I had to really focus in on and put a lot of work into learning. Uh, and feeling comfortable doing that because I'm uh, not. <laughs> so <No. laughs> that would be a big thing. Um, yeah, I, and I mean, I it's just, it's those, uh, you know, and again, like her involvement in the wrestling world, I guess would be another huge thing. Uh, that All this is all stuff that I had to learn and research and, um, you know, become passionate about myself. Whereas with her, that's... It, that's her world. She grew, she literally grew up on it, you know, and um, yeah, it was those kinds of things, I think. Not to genderize it, but especially back in those days, this was very much a man's world. Yeah. And she was very, because she grew up in it, she was very comfortable even stepping into the point where now she has to run the locker room and such. There's a level of comfort where she's used to it. Is that something you can relate to? Or are you, uh, are you, would you be comfortable in a situation like that? I mean, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. The only thing I can kind of relate it to is um, I think back to drama school and um, we had sort of this overwhelming <laughs> the males in the class as opposed to the females. But uh, well, I'm a bit, even filming Young Rock, actually, because yeah. he's, he's really Anna, myself. Last season we had Lexi. Yeah. Um, that was kind of it. And then this season, you know, we've got a few other female um cast members, but predominantly it's just there's just boys everywhere. No, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a bit of that. But um yeah, feel very comfortable with it. Okay. Um I put this one off till near the end because this is kind of a downer of a question. So I apologize, oh, but I'm so sorry. But, but it's an interesting one as well because and, – and for those of you, by the way, who, are, who watch the show and are not familiar with the details of, of this story, of Dwayne's life, his parents' life, etc., I'm going to warn you now. You might want to just fast forward five minutes because this – I mean it's real life, so it's not a spoiler, but maybe it is for you. So in the interest of being polite. But I just want to ask you because we know – those of us who know how this story goes in real life – there's an inevitable, uh, there's an inevitable crash of this marriage. This, uh, this, uh, you know, Rocky and and Atta. Um, we see the cracks as we've been saying throughout this conversation, but we know that there is an end. It's years away at this point from what we're portraying right now, but you know it's there. You know it's a part of this story. Does that weigh on you at all as far as knowing that you're telling the story that? this aspect of it is headed towards 
some doom and gloom? Like, is that something that kind of affects you now in your portrayal in telling the story of this relationship or something you, you worry about or brings you down in any way, or is it not an issue yet? No, it's, it's not an issue yet. And I think, um, when I think about how we film the show as well, maybe it's also because we film three parts of the life. Mm. So sometimes, sometimes we will literally cover two time periods in a day. So you're never really sort of sitting too long in a, in a time period, if that makes sense. Sometimes we'll be, you know, Hawaii in the morning and then being aged up for um, Tampa in the afternoon or so. And, and again, I guess it's the, it's going back to the the format and the world of the show is that it is a comedy. So I would like to think that when we do get to covering that part, if yeah. we do, um, it will be handled with the same way that they've handled, um, you know, the other hard times in the past. And it's always with, well, first and foremost, it's always in a respectful kind of way because we're dealing with someone's real life and real stories. Sure. Um, but like I said, you know, they they always find a way to make it kind of heartwarming or funny. Like there's humor in these scenes. And I guess um, it's trusting that, um, you know, the, the execs and Natch and the writers all uh, will continue to work in that vein. That doesn't make me kind of go, oh, what's going to happen? It's like, no, they've got it. And I feel safe in those hands. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And uh I'm glad we went down to those levels because we've got one more question for you. And based on your answer, I think we have an opportunity to pick things up mood wise. So this is all on you now. Um, two seasons now you're in the middle of season two of young rock. Um, how has your life changed? Because <laughs> you started this out in the pandemic. Now there's some freedom. There's some, you're out there in the world a little bit. Uh, Tell us some exciting stories. Has, has there been a parade in your honor? Have you been able to go to the front of the line at, at, <laughs> for a roller coaster at the grocery store? VIP uh, section at the club. Like what? No, like, it's, I'm too old for the clubs, Jerry. That's the first one. Um, you know, New Zealand's so, um, they're just low key, I think. And who, someone, oh, I think I was talking to the American cast. And they're like, man, you know, if you if you were in LA or something, just walking down the street, you'd be stopped and people would recognize you. But it, it's just not like that here. And I love that. I love that I can just go down to the supermarket and maybe it's a bit of, you know, wearing a mask up to here as well. <laughs> like you can just yeah, that... No one knows who I am. And that's awesome. Um, you know, in terms of my personal life, um, the changes, obviously the show brings um, a lot of opportunity. <laughs> terms of um what you can kind of i guess afford to do which is really nice because like i said i um you know i was a sole parent really just up until a few years ago so I, I remember the days of going to the supermarket and checking my bank balance to make sure i had enough money in there to like get the week's groceries you know and little things like that on a daily basis i go oh, i just i don't need to worry about things like that anymore which you know, in turn kind of just puts you in a good mood. You feel a bit more relaxed and you can just kind of put your focus into things that matter in your life. And, um, you know, the, the show and the world of the show and the people that I've met has, um, been awesome new friends, 
um, working with new amazing directors and writers and um, that sort of stuff just inevitably um, encourages you with your own work, um, going into a little bit of um, theatre work here in New Zealand in the, in the off break, which is nice. And I go, oh, yeah, cool. And, you know, just taking sort of skills and continuing them along in other work. And it's just all learning and growing. And I'm just really grateful for it all. <laughs> That's it's really great, but but I gotta say I, I feel like if I had my druthers and I, and I could I could just take over your life for three days, I would say you need to book a trip. I, I know you you don't seem to be yearning for for the LA scene, but spend like three days there, just soak it in because you've earned the right to be rushed by TMZ on the street. Uh, <laughs> you've earned the right to be hounded and harassed <laughs> by paparazzi. And I feel like you don't want to pass that opportunity up. Like now is the perfect time. Uh, you know, I don't know what airline rates are like, but but just get yourself a flight. Take the whole family <laughs> so everyone can see because you the can... we've been rushed by the paparazzi. Look, you did mention the smile at the beginning, and it's because I'm just comfortable in New Zealand in my home with my family, drinking a cup of tea and going, ah, no paparazzi to be seen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, okay. Well, I mean, thank you so much for answering everything about everything that everything has asked you and everyone has asked you about because it really, really came from everywhere. I'm great to catch up with you. Where would you like, or, I mean, this is kind of a tricky question. Do you want anyone to follow you anywhere on social media or know anything that you're doing or have any thoughts about you in their head ever? Or do you just want to hide out? This is all up to you. Oh, you know, I've, I mean, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter and I'm just, I don't, I don't mind that as long as it doesn't become kind of <laughs> weird and invasive. I'm like, it just, it's a little bit, um, social media, weird and invasive. Nah, and you're fine. Like, you know, in terms of the comments and stuff, so, I do get a bit weird sometimes. I'm like, Ugh. But but the, the great thing I love about um, having a platform like that is to be able to, um, you know, put my culture out into the world, talk about being Samoan, sometimes things come up or New Zealand culture, Maori culture, whatever it is, suddenly there's thousands of people who go, oh, what's that? Or, you know, whatever that is. And that's how I see that kind of thing. So I think you... Um, people use it for whatever they want to use it for. And for me, it's about being able to have a voice that people might want to listen to when it comes to anything, issues, um, things that we run in the show, that kind of stuff is what's important to me, I think. Okay. Um, so people want to tune into that and, um, you know, have a look and what I'm up to, then sure, go for it. And of course, tune into Young Rock, wherever it may be, whatever it may be, wherever you may be across the world. Check it out on Hulu. Catch up from season one on if you have not yet done so. And uh, we're going to continue this ride. Hopefully, we've got a lot more coming up this season. And as we said, hopefully many more years of, of seeing you uh, as Ata to come. So thank you again and congratulations on on everything that's going on with you your success so far on the show thanks jerry <laughs> good to chat <laughs> me <laughs> and thank you to all who come each and every episode here celebrity stage stories thank you for tuning in thank you for sharing thank you for subscribing thank you for sending in questions and uh thank you for being friends all of you we'll see you next time on css thanks guys thanks stacy thank you